If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as we lead up to the end of the year, I thought I'd just throw in a solo episode. Not that I don't have a huge wealth of people to talk to, but I've been thinking about New Year's resolutions, as you do at this time of year. And I thought I might just share them with you because I I sort of sat and brainstormed a few things, a few things that I want to do for my property management company. And to make us more successful as we go into our 16th year, gosh, 16 years that we've been running Cottage Link Rental Management. So things change, as you know, everything's changing so quickly. Technology is advancing. It's just advancing at such a rapid rate that we've got to keep up. So there's other things that are impacting us as a, as a property management company, as, as, I, as I'm sure they're impacting many, many other managers. So I, I just thought I'd share my New Year resolutions with you because each one of them is a project in itself. And I think it would be, as I was creating them, I was thinking, yeah, this is what everybody should probably be doing if they're not doing these things already. All these things that I'm going to do with my company next year are things that other managers can do and other independent owners can do as well. Because my theme for 2019 is that we are all property managers. If you just have a single property, you are a property manager because essentially you're managing that property. And if you're a professional property manager, as of course you are because you're listening to this podcast. So of course you're, you are a professional manager. Then there is the likelihood at some point in the future that you will grow your company. You'll grow it. You'll start taking on other properties, whether they're yours or whether some you have a friend or you have relatives or you have neighbors, other people in the area who would like you to manage their properties in the professional way that you're managing yours. This is how most property management companies start. And it was really interesting in um, talking with Simon Lehman just recently, and we were talking about the the growth of what he's now calling micro-managers. It could be, I mean, I've got nothing against mom and pop businesses, but if you, if you wanted to put it in sort of a more professional package, I guess a micro-manager maybe the, uh, the term we might want to use. Quite up to you. But what Simon was saying is that we were talking about companies like Vicasa and Turnkey that are buying other property management companies. And he was saying that but for every one that they buy, there's another three or four small property management companies starting up. And we were talking about what the outlook was for these companies. And he appears to think that it, you know, it's fairly rosy, providing you've got your goals all set out, you know what you're doing, and you have the end game in mind. 
So to learn a little bit more about that, you probably have to go back to the episode that I, I did with Simon Lehman and, uh, and hear what he had to say. And I'll put a link to that on the show notes. So I have, of course, 10 New Year resolutions or, you know, let, let's say that they're New Year projects. They're, they're, these are the projects I'm going to be doing in the new year within my company. And I'm going to go through them fairly quickly and just describe a little bit about, you know, a little bit of backstory for each one, why we're doing this, this, and just give a little bit of context to each one. So they are in no particular order. This is my brainstormed order. And I'm going to start with number one. And, and this, of course, went as number one because I've been talking about it a lot. And it is more website content. I am so determined that in 2019, we're going to build a mass of website content that will appeal to people who are looking for local information about our area. I really liked what Alan Egan said recently about hosts and property managers becoming travel bloggers and delivering the type of information about the area that people are looking for. You know, as he, he says over and over again, people don't go on vacation rental. They go on vacation. So when they come to a website, they're looking for information on the local area. If they just wanted the accommodation, they'd probably go straight for Airbnb or HomeAway or Booking.com. But we want to capture them when they're out there looking for the information on the area to bring them in to our websites. So... We are taking the Alan Egan approach and we're going to sit with with our guys in the company and we're going to brainstorm topics. And, you know, without filters, we'll just go through a number of topics, just write them down. I mean, I can think of I can think of half a dozen as I sit here and talk to you. It's as I record this, it's it's snowing outside. And the questions, one of the questions we often get asked is can I skate on a lake? And people don't really think about, when they ask that question, they don't really think about, that. all they think about is a frozen lake. But they forget that the lake freezes and then gets covered in snow. And then there's more snow. And then there's more snow. And you cannot skate on snow. So in order to skate on a lake, somebody has to go and clear the snow and quite often take some water and put water on, on the top of the ice and let that freeze so it you have a really nice ice rink. So that's a great topic for an, an article or a blog post is to tell people about this and then give them a list of places where they can go and outdoor skate. And of course, we can have links to some of the properties that where, where the owners clear out a part of the lake for skating in the winter. That was just one. And then out of that came, well, what about snowshoeing? What about cross-country skiing, ice fishing? You know, we're not in a downhill ski area, but we are in a very active winter sport area with some alternative sports. So we could do an easy couple of articles on some of the alternative sports. And that's just winter. And that was just off the top of my head. So that's our, going to be our start. We're going to make a list and I want 100 topics. Get 100 topics from my team. And then we'll start sharing them out and getting all the team to start writing a little bit, a paragraph about each topic. And then from there, we will take it on and perhaps expand on that. And after that, you know, 
the scope is enormous to make little guidebooks. And I'm going to talk about guidebooks in, in, in a minute, digital guides, because this is where you can use this, this content as well. So yeah, that's number one. We are going to create more website content. Now with all my resolutions, which become projects, they will be fully expanded so that, that there'll be a scope to each of the projects. So number two is live chat. We've explored all sorts of options for putting a live chat component on our website. And, and we've done a number of trials this year. We are actually going to have some dedicated time spent on deciding what live chat platform to use. Because I was talking to my husband about this earlier on and he said, oh, I really don't like that when I'm looking some looking for something and this little box pops up and says, do you have any questions? But he's just one. I, I personally, I love live chat. If, I've, if I'm on a site and I've got a question and that, uh, that box pops up, I will often start into a conversation. And of course, once you've, once you've hooked somebody into a conversation and you can start collecting some information on, on them, then you have them as a warm lead. So that is number two, making sure that we install a live chat type of platform onto our website and, and we make full use of it. And, and the thing is, is that we, we have a VA in the Philippines and Hannah works for us full time. And she's, you know, that the time difference is 12 hours. Could be 12, 14, something like that. But, you know, basically she, while we're sleeping, Hannah's working. And if Hannah can be answering questions on our website, I mean, she's worked for us for five years. So she knows a lot about the business and, and our properties. So it would be so great for Hannah to answer questions in the middle of the night when people maybe are on live chat because they can't get anybody on a phone. Number three, this is one I've been going, I've been planning a long time and that is to start a local podcast. And, you know, naturally I like podcasts. I think they are amazing platforms to share information and more and more people are listening to podcasts. Now, the travel industry is amazingly underserved by podcasts. There just aren't the people out there doing the travel blogging with audio. And it's such an easy thing to do. You do exactly what I'm doing now. You sit here in front of a microphone and you talk about your area. And maybe you interview. You interview your local um, tourist office. You interview the director of the local wildlife refuge. We, you might interview somebody who's just started up a new restaurant in the area. Once again, just like the website content, the possibilities are endless with a podcast and it's easy to learn how to do. What I do with this podcast is not difficult. I will be at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit in New Orleans in February, mid-February. I will put a link to that because you guys all ought to be going to the Women's Summit. And men are going too, by the way. You know, just, just because it's called a Women's Summit, you're just going to find there are a lot of female presenters. Amy's not excluding you gentlemen out there. So please come along as well because I'm doing a couple of sessions, but one of them I'm doing on starting a local podcast. I would love to create a network of podcasts that are started by vacation rental owners and managers talking about their areas. I think that would be really, really neat. So I am 
kicking off with our podcast for Cottage Country Ontario. So if you're listening and you're in Cottage Country Ontario, you look out for that. Number four, and this is personal, number four is I'm just going to go to more conferences. I love to attend conferences. I will be at um, VRMA in actually New Orleans twice in 2019 for the Vacation Rental Women's Summit in February and the Vacation Rental Managers Association Conference is also in New Orleans in October. And then, of course, it's our own Vacation Rental Success Summit, which this year we're in partnership with VRM Intel. And that will be in November, date to be announced very, very shortly, uh, in Orlando. I'm trying to work out how to get to Prague for the Vacation Rental Managers Association European Conference, because I think that, well, who who wouldn't want to go to Prague? I would love to go visit Prague. I've never been there, and there's going to be some super interesting people there, so I'd like to do that. I'm also going next year to the Podcast Movement Conference. It was a Podcast Movement Conference that started out, you know, started me off with this podcast. So that will be something else I am doing in 2019. So moving on, number five, our owner acquisition strategy. This is something that we've been working on for about two years now. This year, it's really going to happen. Previously, we have been far too haphazard about what we do with the leads that come in from the trade shows we attend, from referrals that we get from other owners and from our advertising. The leads come in, we respond to them and I think we respond to them very well. We, we have a very professionally produced information pack and we send that out. But quite often things then overtake us and we don't follow up and it's, that is not professional at all. So in 2019, we will be putting in, into place a very solid owner acquisition strategy that actually uh, incorporates two more of my 2019 New Year resolutions. And one of them, so we'll call this number six, is more email automations because that links in very much with the owner acquisition strategy. For any of you out there that are just beginning to get into the property management world, you will know, at least, you know, if if you don't know right now, you will find out very, very shortly that if you don't have a good owner acquisition plan in place, it's a tough world out there. One of the most common questions we're asked is, what can you do as a manager that I can't just do myself on Airbnb and HomeAway or Booking.com because these platforms have made it so easy for owners to do their own property management. And by property management, I mean doing all the reservations, marketing and taking and talking to guests and dealing with their issues while they're in the property. And maybe as well doing and doing all the changeovers and the housekeeping and the maintenance So you have to know how to answer that question. You have to know what your unique selling point is. And it may be that you make yourself 
very visible in a particular niche. You know, maybe in the dog-friendly category, maybe the family-friendly category, maybe creating a very specific environment for very specific guests. You know, that's entirely up to you, but you, you maybe that's where you need to go is to create your niche. Along with this owner acquisition strategy comes the email automation because you want to set something in place that if if a new owner comes to you and you send out your initial uh, information and they don't respond, then your email needs to be automated so that after 24 hours, another email goes out to them and usually it delivers more information. So it may be, it says, we sent you our information pack yesterday. Hope you have had time to read it. We do wonder if you have any questions and would love to hear from you if you do. However, you might also like to read this guide or this report or this useful checklist. And then you attach your very interesting guide, report, checklist, whatever you want to send to them. That actually takes me into my next resolution, which is to create more lead magnets. So just sitting with email automation for a moment, there are many ways of setting up email automation. And the first thing you have to decide is what platform you're going to use and stick with it. So you've got to make your choice the right one at the outset. I mean, what we've done uh, in the past is we've flip-flopped from platform to platform. You know, we tried Constant Contact. We've tried Infusionsoft, which is very, very pricey to set up, very complicated, and, and probably does a lot more than most of us would actually need. So we've settled on Active Campaign, and we work with uh, with Jason Beaton, who is our partner, my partner, in fact, in um, in Moso and the Vacation Rental Formula, because Jason really, really knows his stuff about email automation. So he's doing some work with our company. Um, Jason works with a number of different vacation rental property management companies, uh, helping them to organise their email automation. So while we'll be doing email automation on our own acquisition strategy, we'll also be setting up email sequences for our guests as well. And particularly as we build out the website content. So if anybody has a question about something that we've said on one of the articles and they email us the question, they will go into what's called a funnel and they will then get a sequence of emails that gives them more information on that particular topic, on that area. And of course, starts to filter in some information on properties that they might like to stay in. So we're not doing, the email automation is not doing any hard sell on properties. It's giving them more information on the local area, things they can do, places they can go and see. And also, this is something we'll be doing with guests that have already booked. You know, once they book, we, we haven't been very good at maintaining contact with our guests once they've booked. You know, they book, they pay the money, and then a couple of weeks before they go on vacation, they get the information on how to get to the property, the directions, 
and that's about it. But as we go into this new year, we have a resolution to build up the information that we send to our guests. So once they've booked, they will get a confirmation letter and maybe a week or so later, they're going to get another piece of information on the area. You know, here is some general information on the area. Now we're not going to be inundating them with emails, but it probably if, if they book several months out, which is what many of our guests do, then we will at least be emailing them monthly. And they, they may get an email with list of restaurants in the area, a list of things to do on a rainy day, maybe great places to go take photographs. You know, this, once again, the possibilities are endless. And once we've got a ton of content on, on a website, we'll be able to drive them back to that content. Just say, have you seen this article? So by the time they're ready to go, they've got a ton of information. They think we're, we're the bee's knees because we have shared so much with them and, and we have made continuous contact along the way. I, I know from personal experience that I stayed at a couple of places in 2018 when my son and his wife came across from Germany and we stayed at one in Niagara Falls and one in Ottawa. Uh, both of them booked through Airbnb because neither, we, we weren't able to find anything direct at that time which is a bit sad. However, neither of them gave us any information about Niagara Falls or about Ottawa before we arrived. And in fact, you know, even for the Niagara Falls booking, I had to call and say, how do I get there? And they are missing, those owners were missing just massive opportunities to not only help me out as a guest and make me feel good about them, but also to to have me telling other people about this terrific service I was getting from the place I was staying at in Niagara Falls or in Ottawa. Both of them really, really missed out on. So I'm talking about sending stuff to people. That is lead, that they are lead magnets. And that's what I'll be doing in 2019. We'll be creating a lot more in the way of lead magnets. And these are lead magnets for guests and lead magnets for owners. And lead magnets is a sort of general term to useful, valuable information that you can have a store of and you send out as appropriate. So for example, we have one piece of information, which is a standard inventory. If you're starting out in vacation rental, this is what you need to stock your property with. And it's about three pages of everything you need in your kitchen, in your dining room, in your bedrooms, yeah, just about everything you can possibly think of. And and we send that out to our prospective new owners and they find that incredibly useful. We also have another document, which is um, the 10 best ways to wow your guests. Now we have these documents professionally produced by our graphic designer and they look amazing. They are really professionally produced and they are very well received. And we also get them printed out. And then we, we've got some nice folders. And then when we actually meet owners face to face, we actually give them a folder with all this information in. So of course we can also create lead magnets for our guests. And, and this is you know, again, useful, valuable information that they will 
download. And often before they become guests, they are downloading this information and giving us their email address, which allows them to become warm leads and lets us send them more information. Uh, one of them, I'll just give you one example, is a packing list. We have a packing list that covers just about everything that a guest might want to bring with them on vacation to our area. Everybody's packing list is going to be different. And uh, and that really, that gets downloaded a lot. So that's it. So we will be creating more lead magnets. Um, number eight, just create a local association. Well, in fact, we already have an association of, of rental management companies that, that we sort of spearheaded a couple of years ago. And it's it's still in its infancy, but it doesn't matter. We have connected with many other local property management companies and we've we've met a couple of times and it really was a you know, great, we've had great meetings where we get together and we talk about everything that is common to us. But one of the things, of course, is, is legislation and regulations, which are just as much a concern in this area as they are in your areas. And that is the really the primary goal of getting together with like-minded people. Because even if you don't have legislation looming in your area, it's going to happen at some point. And if you have a common voice, if you have a number of people who are all on the same page and you can create this common voice to take to council meeting, to take to a town hall meeting, then you're going, it's, there's power in numbers. And Rachel Indeck has been doing this in Baltimore. Megan McRae has been doing this in Nashville. Derek Eaton has been doing this in Seattle. Maria Recruit is doing it in Niagara. If you're on the forums and the groups, you see these people out there creating their local associations. And I encourage you all to do that. And we are just going to push forward with ours in 2019. Number nine is digital guides. This is something we've been planning for a couple of years. And this year we are going to choose our platform for our digital welcome book. We have been still sending out PDFs of our, our welcome book. And it, it just is, you just don't want to be doing that anymore. We, everybody's going digital and, and it could be that we start working with some owners on their virtual concierge system, incorporating either Google home or Alexa as per my conversation with Dana Young recently, but whatever we choose, we are going either digital or voice activated for our welcome books and our welcome guides in 2019. We've been talking about it far too long and that's going to be a big project for this upcoming year. And I know that our manager, Christina, has been reviewing a lot of different platforms. And, and I'm afraid I'm going to have, I've got to go back to her and say, you've got to start again, because just in this past year, there's been so many, so many changes, so many advances. Hostfully is actually in partnered with virtual concierge. So if you have your hostfully digital guide, it can also be transferred to Alexa or Google Home. 
So just go to hostfully.com and you can check that out. Also, TouchStay. Many, many people are using TouchStay. It's a beautiful platform. I know that those who are, are using that particular platform really love it. And then Hello Here. I've spoken about Hello Here before. They're a great team and they are doing, they're making a lot of advances in the world of digital guides as well. So I'll, I'll put links to all those and please go and check them all out and let me know which ones you're using. Yeah, we'd, we'd like to hear what you find best about the one you're using. Okay, so number 10 in my list is emergency planning. And I, I've talked about emergency planning numerous times before. Something that's, I, I guess because Mike's a firefighter and has drilled into me the importance of of having an emergency plan even if it's something as simple as looking around your property and checking where the egresses are you know where can people escape if a fire happens having a look at you know whether you leave candles lying around spare can i know in one of my old vacation rental properties i used to have a big basket that just had all these tea lights in it I just don't do that anymore. I would not do that anymore. I wouldn't leave any form of candles around. And I know, you know, if I go to a vacation rental property, I really quite like to have that, particularly in winter, I like to have that ambience and take a scented candle and light that. And it's just, it's just really nice to have. But I do not supply them in my properties anymore. I can't stop people bringing candles but I am not giving them the means to start a fire. If a fire is started and it's because of a candle that they have brought with them, well, then that will, you know, that's something we deal with, but it would be their responsibility, I'm pretty sure. The the other things that you need to do with emergency planning on a perhaps an annual and a quarterly basis is you know, checking smoke, making sure you do check smoke alarms, making sure you've checked your fire extinguisher. It's all well and good having a fire extinguisher, but if it's if it's 10 years old and it's out of date, then it's time you bought a new one. Checking your first aid kit, making at, after, at the end of every changeover and making sure that it has the things in that you'd like to have for your for your guests to use. So as far as my new year resolution on emergency planning is concerned, is I am going to create a document that I can share with my owners that reminds them of the importance of checking for all these things uh, on changeover, quarterly, annually, when to do an audit and the sort of things to include on an audit. And I would include on that recording everything you do in terms of safety. You know, keeping a paper chain, keeping a, a a documented process. And I've always suggested this, you know, if you have a hot tub, make sure that you keep all your maintenance documented. I know, yeah, you may say that doesn't come into emergency planning, but actually if somebody gets sick because they say they've used your hot tub and it wasn't maintained hygienically, and if you are, so, so that, that could be termed an emergency, I guess. So providing you document every time you change the water, you add chemicals, you make a chemical adjustment 
and uh, have have it signed each time the hot tub is checked to make to to show that the chemicals are balanced correctly and if that's done at the start of every rental you know the water has been checked chemicals are balanced it is good to go and you've signed it then if guests use it uh, inappropriately and then end up getting you know using it when it's gone cloudy when it smell when the water's smelling because they've overused it and they haven't applied chemicals or or they haven't stopped using it when these things happen then your documentation is something that you can use if you've got any form of action being taken against you so it's easy it's it's like those you know, you go into any washroom now and there is a piece of paper on the wall where the uh, the cleaning team have to sign to say that they have done their cleaning and maintenance. Certain date, certain time. It's no different. It's so easy. You do that with bed bug checking as well. So coming back onto the resolution. Yeah, it's to it's to pay more attention, in fact, to not just emergency planning, but uh, but maintenance issues and documentation. So in fact, I, I sort of added to that as I was talking because it, it just got me thinking about the whole documentation process and how important it is to keep a set of records involving any maintenance that's done on the property because that can help you in the long run if you ever get a complaint or an issue is raised about something that occurs at the property. Okay, so just a quick recap, my 10 New Year resolutions or new 2019 projects. It's my project list, in fact. More website content, that's for sure. Setting up a live, live chat or, you know, some sort of chat platform on my website Starting up my local podcast. That's a big one. Yeah, I've got to get on that one really, really quickly. Attending more conferences. Yeah, that's pretty much a given for uh, for this year. Uh, owner acquisition strategy. That's something we'll really be working on hard. And then doing more email automation and building a set of lead magnets or downloadable documents that I can use for attracting more owners and attracting more guests. Creating a local association, or in fact, just uh, continuing to help build the association of vacation rental, cottage rental managers that we are st- have started in our area. And it's just being diligent and, and keeping with that, that communication, those communication lines open with our network. Building digital guides and sending out the PDFs this year, big one. And finally, our emergency planning project. So that's a lot for me for 2019. I hope that stimulates your thoughts a little bit about some of the things you might want to do. So we all know with New Year resolutions that they last about five minutes. I I do them every year as, as everybody does, you know, wait, exercise. I'm going to do more of this. I'm going to do less of that. I'm going to stay off Facebook. It's a uh, hey, lip service to all this stuff. We share online all these resolutions and then no, nobody, unless you have an accountability partner, it's uh, it's unlikely you're going to reach them. So, so I'm steering clear of that type of resolution and instead diverting my energies into these projects. So I'll be writing them up, creating a document for each one, 
and making and, and doing some scoping out each project so I know how long it's going to take, who's going to be involved and the times and dates of each part of the of the project. So if you've got any resolutions or project plan that, that you'd like to share, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com. I hope by now you've joined Vacation Rental Formula. If not, if you didn't get in on the December intake, there will be another one coming up in March. So get your name down for that. One of the reasons that we're only opening up the Vacation Rental Formula for a week or so is because we want to bring a group of people on board at the same time and keep in touch with them and answer every question and make it a really, really personalized experience. So if you missed out on December, uh, you can get your name down to join us in March and I'll look forward to spending some time with you then. Okay, I've got a lot to do and I'm going to get on and do it now. I'll get on and certainly start out scoping out these projects and uh, getting some plans in place. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it's given you some food for thought and, and you'll get going on your own. So thanks very much for listening. It's always a pleasure to be with you and I'll be back with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.